Hey Katie. Welcome to Have You Ever Heard Of, a history podcast. Where we talk about people from history that you may or may not have heard of. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. I have Fanta, so I'm all hopped up on e-numbers. Who needs wine when you got Fanta? <laughs> you know the uh, the history behind Fanta, right? Yeah, I'm quite, I feel quite guilty about liking Fanta. So for those of you who don't know out there, Fanta is a Coca-Cola creation um, that was made by the Nazis because during the war they couldn't get the Coke syrup into um, Germany, so they created Fanta instead. And uh, that's the story behind Fanta. So any of you out there drinking a Fanta <laughs> while you listen to this, you can now know the history. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty grim history, but it's such a delicious drink. I can't help it. Uh, I actually don't drink Coke at all. Like, I don't drink anything by the Coca-Cola company. Really? Yeah, I'm one of those people. That's uh... a... <laughs> Oh, let's get going. Yeah, I used to like to boycott things, but then I just couldn't be bothered anymore. <laughs> remember when I boycotted like Starbucks for years and I can't remember why? I'm sure there's plenty of reasons. Yeah. There was a specific reason at the time. It was a long time ago now. I've been doing Nestle for like nearly my entire life. Oh yeah, because they kill babies. Hang on, is that slanderous? Am I allowed to say that? I'm not sure that? we're allowed to say that. Okay. Cut that, cut that. No, um, yeah, it's not like they don't go out and literally murder babies, but there's a whole yeah controversy about their powdered baby milk. Yeah. I can feel good about myself. But then again, I have a Mac and an iPhone. Exactly. And, and they are terrible. Yeah. It's like, you have to just like boycott all companies, which is a difficult thing to do. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. Silly. <laughs> How's work? You're back at work. Uh, not too bad. Yes, my second day. So I haven't really done much. I've just done like <laughs> meetings, online meetings, basically just phone calls, basically, which is uh, yeah nice. I'm sure I'll have stuff to do soon. Are you using Zoom or are you just phoning? Uh, teams. Te- teams. Yeah, Teams is the one. The Teams has the better backgrounds. I don't know yeah. if you use the backgrounds. It doesn't seem as buggy as it used to be. Like calls actually work now. I mean, when I first started using it. It was just terrible. I've never used Microsoft Teams before in my life. It's kind of like this is good, the first time. good Skype. Skype is just terrible now. I've Yeah, remember we tried to use Skype and it didn't work. Yeah. We used, used to use Slack on my old work. Oh, which is just that. a, it's kind of like MSN. Um, But like, it's kind of like the trendy Teams. Okay. Cool Teams, like Apple Teams. There's so many emojis and GIFs <laughs> and like, you can have all these different like, channels and stuff and it was a bit much i prefer teams it's more like i don't think the library that i work at would be able to get to grips with slack it's too trendy <laughs> i'm not trendy anymore <laughs> yeah teams is definitely more library has a more <laughs> library vibe about it <laughs> library vibes hashtag <laughs> hashtag library vibes um did you know dan that we have had over a hundred listens of our episodes. Yay! That's a milestone. Woo! Definitely a milestone. I, I was waiting for us to cross it because I was like, ooh, 98. And then like I looked back and it was like 115. And I was like, what? <laughs> I missed it. Um, so thank you, everyone, that's listened to any of our episodes. Cheers. Are they growing like quite... <laughs> is it like like increasing like exponentially? <laughs> it's increasing. I don't know if it's exponentially increasing. Like, that would uh, be ridiculous. Increasing... <laughs> And an increasing level sort of thing. Um, it's it's funny, actually. People kind of go, go into the episodes of the people that they want to hear about, I think. Because we've yeah. still got lessons from our co- first couple of episodes. And I want people to listen to the newer ones because they're better sound quality. Yeah. <laughs> and they're shorter. But um, <laughs> we'll get there. So uh, what have you been up to this week? I have... Well, it's only Tuesday. So yeah. 
Well, lo- last week. <laughs> <laughs> I have been doing some cryptic crosswords, nice. which I am a big fan of, but I've been, um, you know, leaving... Haven't really been doing them in the lockdown, but I did one today and it was hard. It's kind of like maths. You need to practice it. Yeah. To still be good at it. So yeah, I've I've been struggling with the crypto cost of today. I had a shower just before I spoke to you. That really? was exciting. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> First one in a couple of days, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. My personal hygiene has definitely fallen since uh, we haven't had to have contacts with the outside world. <laughs> yeah i mean this is the thing with teams i just put on like a i'm wearing my pajamas but you can't tell because i can just put like a jacket over the top or like a jumper over the top <laughs> brush my hair and everything's fine yeah i've just been putting on like a flannel shirt and just doing up the buttons it's like see i'm, wearing a, I'm basically wearing a shirt <laughs> <laughs> and underneath you're just naked yeah. the rest of it yeah so what else have you been up to apart from work i don't know i've, I've just been watching lots of films because uh this week, well, last week was um, the E Day, wasn't it? So there was, it was lots the of old war films on, which was quite cool. Yep, seventy fifth anniversary yeah. of the E Day. It's quite a big milestone. My grandparents, uh, who are both still alive, remember where they were on VE Day. Oh, cool. Yeah, because they're both Londoners. So they were back and forth being evacuated. They were evacuated a couple of times, both of them. Um, but they were back in London during VE Day. And one of them, my granddad got to go to a big party but my nan didn't get to go to a big party because <laughs> her parents went up west end and just left them at home <laughs> harsh no yeah they were like 12 at the time so <laughs> i guess that is the place to be though get down that west end get clubbing yeah i don't think her mum was like that clubbing <laughs> but uh yeah so they both remember the remember the day obviously for them it felt like it was the end of the war yeah so yeah it's very much like they thought, you know, they were like, the war's over kind of thing. When actually, obviously... Yeah, it was still It wasn't on. actually over, but <laughs> they felt like it was over, so... Yeah, I guess the, like, the other war was so far away that no one really thought about it that much. Speaking of uh, VUD, actually, I was going to tell you about my friend Sophia's book, which has just come out in paperback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Sophia Tobin, awesome author and one of my good friends, and my colleague at the library, um, her... Fifth book is just out in paperback. It's called A Map of the Damage. And it's uh, historical fiction. Some of it is set at wartime. So if you're interested in historical fiction, go check her out. Sophia Tobin. And yeah, that's awesome. I just bought it and it's next on my to be read pile. My giant to be read pile. Nice. Did you know that they're bringing out a prequel of The Hunger Games? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Sam Collins is bringing out a prequel of The Hunger Games about President Snow. Oh, cool. Yeah, and like the beginning of Pan Am and stuff. Yeah. So I've pre-ordered that, ready ready to <laughs> read that when it comes out. I'm really into pre-ordering right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just general, yeah, I'm splurging so much money online at the moment. Like, we got, like, there's no going out, so I'm not spending it on going to gigs or whatever. Can't go on holiday savings are now useless because like interest rates are basically just zero shares are crashing there's just no point just get rid of all your money why are you talking to me about shares like i have shares i know you do (laughs) but i don't you didn't have shares in like corona beer did you (laughs) no (laughs) we've got like shares the only like companies i actually have shares in are wwe which is doing all right at the moment and stupidly expedia 
which is not uh, doing that's well. That's the worst. Well, you didn't know that that was going to happen. Well, um, in terms of WWE, did I tell you that we are now proud members of a WWE like membership to the online thing? Where you oh. can watch all of the WWE from the history. network. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, we nice. have started watching Attitude Era WWE. We're watching like all of the, all of the Royal Rumbles and all of the um, WrestleManias. Awesome. Like, one after the other. And filling in some of the gaps with like best of. So we've watched the best of like Steve Austin just to catch up, like where he got hit by a car and then he became the CEO like randomly for like a bit. <laughs> Oh, nice! The proper golden era of wrestling. Yeah, that's what you do, man. Is it is it free at the moment, or is it? No. Oh, you... Well, it's like you get a free trial. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've already used mine. Mine up. Surely I should just get it for free as a shareholder. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, WWE, <laughs> what's up with that? How about you tell me all about your person this week? Oh, before I say who I'm doing, if you haven't already, I recommend you go back to the Anne Bonny episode and take a listen to that. Okay, so my person is kind of like a follow-up from my last person. Is that cheating? Am I cheating again? Um, no, I think it's fine because then it becomes like you've kind of tied up the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm, how I'm kind of thinking. <laughs> um, so my person is Mary Reed, Who I have heard of because you did Anne Bonnie two weeks ago. But I don't yep. know anything about her early life at all, so... So weirdly, Mary Reed always kind of like plays second fiddle to Anne Bonny and all the like pirate tales. I'm not really sure why that is because Mary's life is actually quite a bit more interesting than Anne's. I think it's the case that like, I think Anne was kind of like considered quite attractive while Mary uh, basically like posed as a man for a, for quite a while. Um so I think it's basically based on that, which is quite terrible, isn't it, really? Yeah, that's not okay. But yeah, Mary's Mary's life is pretty crazy. There's quite a few similarities at the beginning. But again, most of this comes from the Daniel Defoe book, The the Pirates, spelled with a Y. I can't remember what it's called now. You just Google <laughs> it. But um, anyway, yeah. So, so some of the details could be like uh, a bit sketchy, possibly, but it makes a pretty good story. That's what we're here for. Pretty good stories. <laughs> <laughs> Mary was born in the late 1600s, bordering on the 1700s. Uh, no real kind of like detail exactly when. Before she was born, her mother had been married and had a son. Um, what happened next isn't exactly clear, but her husband either died or left her. Not long after, or perhaps before the husband was out of the picture, she fell pregnant by another man with Mary. Some point after that, the son died. So Mary's mother dressed uh, Mary up as a boy and fobbed her off as a dead son in order to continue to get maintenance payments from the dead boy's grandmother. Oh, wow. So <laughs> a similar thing that happened to Anne Bonny, where her parent dressed her up as the opposite sex. Yeah. Yeah, it was also to cover up uh, illegitimate uh, Mary. So basically trying to... Basically killing two birds with one stone there. At some point, the grandma discovered... The, uh, the ploy, so she cut off payments and pre- uh, presumably shamed uh, Mary's mother as well, but there's not too much detail about that. So, Mary's mother continued to dress Mary as a boy, and at age three at 13, sent her out to support the two of them as a footman. Wow. So, wonder how that worked out. Yeah. 
Uh, well, he, she didn't stick around too long in that job. At some point within the next couple of years, Mary got sick of uh, being used by used as a money tree by her mother. So fled like many men did at the time uh, to the army. Oh, wow. And they didn't clock her? Or? Uh, well, she just did a, she did a Mulan, dressed as a man, trained up to join the army and was sent to Flanders to fight as part of the uh, joint... Anglo-Dutch force against the French and the Spanish, uh, the War of Spanish Succession. So most likely under John Churchill, First Duke of Marlborough, husband to Sarah Churchill, who was the power behind the throne of Queen Anne. Oh, oh, okay, as in the favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, she's, she's clearly she's born in England. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So while in the army, she earned the reputation of being a brave, albeit mad soldier, volunteering for the most dangerous, almost suicidal assignments. But one of the reasons she had volunteered for these was to protect the man she loved. When she got to Flanders, she met a young Flemish soldier and uh, immediately fell in love with him. She couldn't openly show her feelings, not wanting to risk her position in the army. However, they ended up sharing a tent together, during which she eventually was able to reveal herself to him. Um... He returned her affections. At first, just tried to get her to be his mistress. But Mary's having none of that. So he was uh, forced to pursue her to make her his wife. Else risk losing her forever. Oh, so how did they manage that? Like, just got married in secret, I suppose. After he found out, they kind of like sort of discharged from the army and granted it. Then uh, were married. I think she must have like revealed it to like other people that they knew because... Uh, it seems like they had quite a big wedding. They used the money they received for uh, in wedding gifts to purchase an inn. So they became, uh, yeah, basically publicans ah. for a bit. Interesting. So in 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 England? No, in in uh, in Flanders. Okay, cool. So yeah, after all this excitement, sure, it was time. Surely it was time for Mary to live happily ever after. But it was not to be. Oh no! After a few years. Running a pub together and breaking breaking up bar fights. Um, Mary's husband died. Oh no! What of what? Uh, I'm not sure. Again, something Very, old agey. Yeah, something like gout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dropsy. Yeah, one, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of those horrible ones. So, with no husband, she returned to the army, seeking annihilation to or just to escape her unhappiness. So the war of Spanish succession lasted until 1714, when the British bowed out in exchange for the desolate little rock on the tip of Spain, Gibraltar. Gibraltar, I've been yeah. there and it's wonderful. There are so many monkeys. There are a lot of monkeys. Where do those monkeys come <laughs> I from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just tons of monkeys. It's quite a weird prize, isn't it? Like fighting, fighting to ensure Spain doesn't fall to the French and then being like, all right, then fine. It can fall into the French sphere of influence, but we want that rock. Uh, the Dutch for whom Mary was fighting for this time. So when she went back to the army, uh, she fought for the Dutch as a mercenary. Um, although victorious, found the country found itself bankrupt. So with little prospect of further war, Mary decided to lose herself on the ocean rather than on the battlefield. So she boarded a merchant ship bound for the West Indies. But the ship hadn't actually got that far before it was plundered by English pirates. Oh dear. Mary, being English, was invited to join the crew. 
Um, but this wasn't Rackham ship. This wasn't the ship with Anne. Oh, well, right. you fooled me. I thought that was going to be like, <laughs> and then she met Anne, but no. So she was actually a pirate before, long before Anne was, long long, long before she met them or Anne had even joined Rackham's ship. See, she apparently lasted quite a few years with this crew, uh, which is another reason why it's so strange that she played, played second fiddle to Anne in all the stories. Um, she was, by rights, a much more successful pirate. Um, looking at the dates, she probably lasted about three years with that first crew. Oh, wow, that is well, quite a bit longer than Anne, Yeah, Anne's only lasted a few months. So somewhere around 1717, uh, when the king issued a pardon to pirates who were willing to surrender, Mary's crew, seeing that the uh, Pirate Republic in Nassau was beginning to crumble and seemingly having grown tired of having to look over their shoulder all the time, took the deal, returned to Nassau despite everything that was going on. Um, so I just, just like live out there until their money ran out. Once skint, um, <laughs> Mary took to the seas once again, but this time as a privateer, which is basically just like a, a legal pirate, yeah. like an acceptable pirate, a pirate of the state. It's like one extra letter and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, the crew on that ship quickly mutinied and hey presto, she was a pirate again. Oh, okay, fair enough. Privateer pirate, she probably doesn't care, does she? <laughs> as long as she's... No, as long as she's getting that sweet moolah. <laughs> At first it just seemed like she wanted, she was just kind of like looking to go out in a blaze of glory, but but then again, then again like, yeah, we'll see. Maybe she she got used to the life, probably. Yeah, most of the foot counts are... Focus on Anne seems to suggest that Mary is part of the crew of a ship plundered by Rackham's lot. Like, yeah. A ship like pl- plundered by Anne, basically. And then she was basically like, captured. But the stuff I've read about Mary seems to suggest that she was a pirate anyway and just joined their crew like while they were on like land, so like in Nassau or something. So she joined their crew around, probably around 1717. So all records of her show that she was kind of like a pretty reckless pirate. Uh, she had been a soldier beforehand, so she was pretty like nifty with a sword and a gun. She was always like first into the fray and was uh, described as ferocious as a fighter. No one suspected her of being a woman. Uh, so we know from last episode that Anne and Mary had quite a close relationship. Many historians suggest that they were lovers. Well, it's little known is Mary actually had a male partner on uh, on Anne's ship. Rackham's uh, crew frequently attacked ships sailing, sailing from Jamaica to Britain. After each successful attack, they tried to recruit as many able-bodied men to join their crew to like make up for the casualties that they just sustained. Among these new recruits was a, a young man who Mary was attracted to, and they became messmates. She soon started dropping hints as to her, her true identity before just like outright bearing all. <laughs> After which their their friendship turned to romance. So just like she'd been this is like this is like her mo. She like dresses up as a man, meets someone she falls in love with, and then beds up with them, like either in a tent or, or you know, in the, in her mess, and then reveals all. And then like yeah, to the main like to the main big reveal. The big reveal. Oh dear. <laughs> I wonder how that went down. <laughs> Just yeah, I wish I had a record of how that went down. It was so. Like, do you, do you start with the boobs or like, you know? Yeah, all the recounts like I've read all seem to like like to focus on the breasts, bearing the breasts. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, <laughs> okay. She does seem to pick uh, guys that she can kind of like mother a bit. I don't know if it's if mother's the right term. Yeah, just like with her, 
Flemish lover back in the army, she became uh, very protective of her new love. This was especially when he started feuding with a fellow pirate. So her new lover and another pirate were set to duel to settle uh, some differences. <laughs> but Mary, knowing her man was likely to lose against a seasoned hard pi- hardened pirate who'd been living that life for far longer than her man had, uh, decided to basically just step in for him. So the pirate might have been like a brute, but Mary was a trained killer. And um, she basically just dispatched him with bit, like no trouble at all. Yeah, of course she did. Killed the guy, cut him to pieces with a sword, shot him. All the good stuff. <laughs> so saving her fella from certain death. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's good to have like a really hard girlfriend looking out for you, I reckon. I reckon, you say. <laughs> I don't really see Charlotte like cutting down people in the street. Yeah, yeah, she's not really the most skilled swordsman. <laughs> she could kind of like get them in a legal bind, I suppose. <laughs> a legal bind. <laughs> as long as it was to do with taxes. Oh dear. <laughs> I could hit someone pretty hard with some of the giant books that I have. Yeah. Nice. I mean, just get the complete works and just... That's a favoured form of torture, isn't it, by Secret Services? I've been watching The Americans and there's a scene where they're just like decking... Just hitting him in the midsection with a with a phone book. Oh yeah, phone book. That's a good idea. That's a big one. Though, yeah. I mean, where do I get a phone book nowadays? <laughs> oh yeah, it's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> just have to hit them with your like mobile. Just to <laughs> with your hit iPhone. them with my like yeah now TV Wi-Fi box. <laughs> it's not the same effect. Not the same. So uh, in August. Um, in August 1720, Reed and her crewmates managed to commandeer a 12-ton sloop by the name of William. Just William. It's a funny name for a ship, isn't well, it? Well, like, you know the, the cafe chain that's just called Paul? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. not called, like, Paul's Cafe. It's just called Paul. It's just Paul. In a French accent, and though. Paul. And I'm like, what is this? Like, if I just named a <laughs> shop Katie? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. So after this, her and Anne specifically were named Enemies of the Crown. So that's actually what brought about their demise. It was after this that they were hunted down by Jonathan Barnett. Oh yeah, and the story about Anne firing down into the hold and calling them all cowardly dogs or whatever, that wasn't actually Anne, that was Mary. I got that bit wrong. Oh, well that's fine. (laughs) Still cool and badass. So after this, the entire crew were were arrested and uh, sentenced to die. Uh, Just like Anne, Mary was pregnant, so was able to stay her execution. Um, the lover, though, and the father to her kid, uh, no doubt uh, met his end at the end of a rope. So Anne did survive, as we know, and went on to have many yeah. kids and live a respectable life. Unfortunately, Mary did not. Oh no, what She happened? died of extreme fe- fever in prison, uh, I believe before the baby was born, so that's pretty harsh. They both died. Wow. Was it? So maybe that's why people focus on Anne Bonnie more. Because there's less information. Well, there's there's an ending that's more, like, satisfying. Yeah. Almost. Like, yeah. She lived. But is it a satisfying ending, though? She just went on and became normal. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she went on to be- um, became normal because of the way that Mary died. Like, yeah. maybe it was a factor, you know, she thought, oh, you know, I'm done with this. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, die how she died. Yeah, she just saw all her, like, compadres and her closest friend die. And then she was out to live. Yeah, she just 
made up for it with kiddies. <laughs> wow, so she must have been quite young then, Mary. Um, yeah, so 1721 was when she died and late 1600s, so... So about our age, yeah, maybe 30-ish. About 30. Yeah. Oh, that's even younger than Ada Lovelace. It is. I've done a lot of... Maybe I'll do like a really like old man next week. <laughs> Someone who lived to like a hundred. That's the problem. The longer their life, the like harder it is to. Uh, the longer yeah. the episode. <laughs> That's the problem with the first episode. Yeah, this was not originally who I was going to do this week. I was going to do someone else who kind of had like a a better link with VE Day, but I couldn't get it down to an acceptable length. So I was just like, oh, I'll leave it till next time. We'll do it next time. Yeah. I mean, who is the oldest person that we've done? The person who do- who like lived the longest. I think so. Chang lives who he was in his. 70s or 80s i think 87 that's pretty old wow pretty good innings. yeah i think that's it then yeah yeah that's gonna be a tough one to like to beat though 87 to find someone who's like still alive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm gonna do someone who's still alive soon but it's a mathsy person so i'm gonna leave it a couple of weeks because we just had Ada lovelace oh, yeah, yeah so that was a really short one because she had such a short life yeah but it's still really interesting to kind of fill in the gaps from the Anne bonnie story yeah I think she did deserve deserve her own episode. I should have done her first, actually, since I think it's such an injustice that she plays second fiddle to Anne. Uh, okay, so what were you doing this evening? Dan? I'm going to make some teriyaki chicken. That is wow. a highlight of my evening. It's always cooking. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the highlight of most people's evenings. Though, are you ready for this? It's very exciting. After I finish here with you, me and Matt are going to go to Sainsbury's. Ooh. I know. Actually, our Sainsbury's, well, our closest one, which we have the... It's, it's still a side yeah. ball, but it's still relatively close. It has everything. Like, it has literally everything. Literally everything. So, like, I've never had something on my list that I haven't been able to find. Oh, uh, just things that you'd want. But it does have one of those, like, drop points for Argos. Oh, really? So if you want to buy anything from Argos, you can pick it up from our Sainsbury's. Oh, very nice. It's very exciting. Yeah, so actually it does have... Argos does have yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean, if there's a shop that has everything... The, ca- the little cave of, cave of dreams. Argos. Yeah, it is I used one. to be so excited about going there when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, getting the Argos catalogue. Oh yeah. <sighs> I've got quite a funny story about the Argos catalogue, actually. In my first job, I was a teaching assistant for year five, after I finished yeah. uni. And when it got to Christmas time, um, we used to use the Argos catalogue for like maths questions so it'd be like go to the the christmas because they do like a smaller christmas one so it'd be like go to the christmas pages and look up how much this costs and add it to how much this costs (laughs) but 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 but, this is year five class so they're like 10 years old and there'll be some presents that were like racy So one of my jobs was to go through 30 copies of the Christmas Argos catalogue and either rip out or, like, colour in any, like, racy, like, <laughs> Christmas presents that the 10-year-olds weren't allowed to oh, see. Oh, wow, so you were the Argus catalogue censor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, that was me. And now these children are, like, 19. So maybe one of them is listening to this. I'm sorry <laughs> I censored your Argus catalogue. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, yeah, teaching assistants do not get paid enough. Though. Yeah. I learned that. I learned that the hard way. But, yeah, they are, like, the backbone of every school. Yeah, teachers don't get, like, paid enough. Like, yeah. No. Oh, None God. of those people get paid enough. Holler. 
Uh, yeah, so we're going to go to Sainsbury's, and that's going to be the highlight of my You've got to run the gauntlet. A supply run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dodge the zombies. I think the zombies are still going to come, so I reckon once we get the the vaccine that everyone will have to take, that's it. That's the zombies. That's that's where the zombies that's are coming from. That's when the zombies are going to have. Just test, like, every single person in the UK, and then, like, everyone who has it, go to, like, either stay at home or go to hospital, and then we'll yeah, fine. and then don't let anybody else in. <laughs> <laughs> that is essentially what needs to happen. Like they just need to send like tests that people can just do do themselves at home. Yeah, I mean you can test for like everything at home yeah, now. Exactly. You could test for like a UTI at home. Surely it's like yeah, just <laughs> just the same, right? <laughs> I reckon so. Yeah, we're probably making out this is way more simple than it actually is, but I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> Neither of us have any medical training, guys. I'm sure it's well this easy. Not... What are you playing at, guys? We are public historians. <laughs> we are not trained medical professionals. Uh, quick reminder to everyone to go and listen to my other podcast about Macbeth. If you're interested in filmic adaptations of Macbeth, go listen to the Scottish film. My brother's got a great, great t-shirt that says, too old for Hamlet, too young for Lear. <laughs> nice. Because like, there are no like middle-aged Shakespeare characters. <laughs> They're all just like really young or really old for men. Oh, speaking of the theatre, have you been watching the uh, the National Theatre stuff on YouTube? Yes, I have. Did we talk about Frankenstein? Oh already? yeah, we did, didn't we? I still haven't watched that. Yeah, they've also just released um, the Anthony Cleopatra. Nice. And the RSC have just released Macbeth, so that's what I'll be watching this week. Is that what you're going to do this because... week in the uh, podcast? No, we're doing them in chronological oh, okay. order. So this week we're doing the RSC's Ian McKellen version. So we're going to do like a little comparison between Ian McKellen and Judy Dench, which is obviously going to be like crazy awesome. Yeah, that's a... To like the most latest that's one. That's a full on legend off. Okay, well, I guess we'll go to Sainsbury's now. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're all really excited. Update next week. <laughs> Update about okay, and that's Sainsbury's trip. Week- weekly Sainsbury's trip. Every week. No, I'm not going to tell you about that every week. That would be so boring. I've even made a list of like all the dinners I'm going to cook this week. Nice. So I can get all the stuff. It's getting... That's just ridiculous. Yeah, you can't need to. We've not thought that far ahead. We've got stuff for today and we know we have to go out tomorrow. We well, failed. Oh, I can't wait to hear about <laughs> your shopping trip. Maybe we should just do this for the whole podcast. Talk about our shopping. Be like, then I got some pesto, got some bread, got some lapa. Turn into a food podcast. How to cook on lockdown? <laughs> Literally, go to a cupboard, see what you've got, and just eat that. Cold. It's not worth it without cooking it. Just get bread and dip it in anything runnier than bread. Okay, well, we'll see you all next week for some more people that you may or may not have heard of. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Have You Ever Pod. Yeah, and subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Bye! Bye.